Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we are here. Welcome to the show. So glad you are with us, uh, our loyal fans. You're here with us again with me and my singing partner, Rob McConnell. Spread the word about the show. Word of mouth is how we grow. I'm writing a new book about coincidences, and here's something from the chapter about the future. And the question is, do you have free will? Well, that's not the right question. The right question is, what is the range of your free will? This age-old question asks for a yes or no answer. However, the question hides within itself an implied answer, either God, fate, or random chance. Whichever one you pick, you have no free will. Fate and chance are beyond individual control. Fate has predetermined your every move, and random says nothing you do is predictable. But there is a middle path. As Isaac Bashevis Singer once said, we must believe in free will. We have no choice. Yeah, 
And Dr. Seuss concurred. You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own, and you know what to do, and you know what you know, and you, and you are the only one who will decide where to go. Our lives are governed by circumstances outside of control, yes. Genetic codes predispo- predispose us to certain diseases, and the income bracket we are born into strongly influences our future. Circumstances limit our alternatives. What is the range of my choices? As the study of coincidence tells us, you choose how to interpret them, how to use them, and that sometimes you participate in making them happen. We have some free will. And our guest today has chosen to study UFOs and owls and synchronicity. We'll get to how that happened. He's Mike McClelland, and his 2015 book, The Messengers, explores this mysterious connection between owls, synchronicity, and UFO abduction. It was his firsthand experiences with these elusive events that have been made the foundation for his research. This book is also a personal memoir and a journey of self-discovery. His website, hiddenexperienceblogspot.com, explores these events and the connection to alien phenomena. Mike is also an expert in the skills of ultralight backpacking. After 25 years living in the Rockies, he now lives in the Adirondacks. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, it's cl- I'm glad to have you because uh, I, I, you have some very interesting ideas, and I love the coincidence you told me earlier um, when you were planning to post a personal experience as a 12-year-old boy. Why don't you tell us about that coincidence? I, I, I love that one. Well, this is a, so to understand this story a little more fully, um, I was at an age where this would have been 2009, and I just started a blog. I had actually had a lot of very powerful synchronicities in my life. And I kind of created a website and a blog. It was a blog, uh, and I, just to put the synchronicities on. They're wonderful little stories, right? They're perfect for a, for a short little essay. They got a nice punchline. So they, they were really tidy, and, and I had plenty of them. So I, I initially posted those, and I realized very quickly that I kind of ran out of those. And I, and I had a set of memories and a set of experiences in my life that certainly implied or pointed to, like, UFO contact. I guess what you would call UFO abduction. And I was not going there. Like, I was not going to address these things. I was not going to think about these things. I did not want to, uh, I did not want to think it was, could be possibly true. So these experiences were like, I had a missing time event in 1974. And I had um, 2000, excuse me, 1993. I saw like literally five gray beings out my window walking towards my house, backlit by a bright light. So I, I had... Backed very, by a bright. Did you say backed by a bright light? Oh, so excuse me, backlit by a backlit, by a very backlit. bright light. Yeah. And and what is a missing time experience? Well, this is in, if you if you study uh, UFO contact at all, what is very commonly reported is, for instance, someone will be driving down a lonely road at night, and they'll perhaps see what they think might be a bright light or a flying saucer, or have some clue like that, and then when they arrive home, the the drive is somehow. Um, they're about two hours late and they don't, they can't account for that missing time Got it. and perhaps under hypnosis, they might come up with a memory. Now, hypnosis is a, is a tricky subject on its own. So 
you know, it's very often reported that people will, um, oftentimes kids walking home from school will have a UFO sighting and then they will arrive late and their parents will be very angry that they've been, that they didn't come home from school right away. This is a very common story in the UFO literature, the okay. literature of them. Okay, so, so back back to the backlit five great creatures. Oh, the, so this would have been, in that would have been 1993. I would have been 30 years old and I was living in upstate Maine and I woke up, I was in the house alone in a rural part of Maine. I, I, there was a bright light shining in the window and I sat up on my elbow and looked out the window and the window was right next to the bed and it seemed like there was a, like a, the light was small. It should have, you know, it was seemed like the size of about a refrigerator or a washing machine. Very, very bright light off in the yard next to the driveway and walking towards the house were five classic spindly aliens that with the big black eyes and the bald head and and this sighting lasted all of maybe 30 seconds and i was strangely calm i mean this is a pretty frightening image i i didn't have any response at all emotionally and i heard a voice in my head you know it could have been my voice or it could have been a projected voice into my head that said oh yes they're here now is the time to black out and lay your head on the pillow. And that's exactly what I did. I just laid my head on the pillow and went to sleep. The next morning, I dismissed it completely as a dream. Um, having looked at this years later, this one event, I, I am very cautious to treat it as true, but I, but I cannot dismiss it outright. So it could have been a dream, but it did not have the flavor or feel of a dream. For instance, I never dream I am in my own bedroom, right? I always dream I'm in some other realm. And and if I do dream I'm in my own house or something like that, the house is a little bit um, distorted or, or something. This That is not how this played out, well, this 30-second one memory. One of, my, um, one of my ideas, points I like to make about coincidences is... Uh, Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. And what we're living in, uh, what we call wakefulness, has many dreamlike qualities to it. And I agree 100%. In, in my own research, I, I am, the way I frame it, I say I'm, I'm using the tools of a dream analysis. Yes, good. You know, like someone to, 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 to analyze reality. Yes, Yes, anyway, so good, good. Let's go back to, okay, this was maybe a dream. Then what happened? I got up the next morning, and I, I never even bothered to go outside and look, see if there were footprints in the snow. So I just dismissed it outright as a dream. And in the intervening years, there has been um, uh, enough other, other events in my life that imply some sort of contact experience, ongoing contact experience, which is very common. I'm not sure how I'm going to, I mean, I feel like I'm, in the deepest waters having researched this stuff and if your listeners are not familiar with this subject what is commonly reported is that people will have lifelong contact events so it's not it's 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 exactly the opposite of what you would expect like someone would have the chance of seeing a ufo that's not how it plays out what happens is in one individual will see multiple ufos over their lifetime and that is very common i see so, 
I see. I, I have a friend who saw one, and that's not his experience. That's about the only one he had. So let's continue, because um, in 2009, you were, weren't brave enough to start writing about your UFO contacts uh, on your blog, and then what happened? So I had an essay all written up. You know, I had written it up as sort of a diary entry, and it was on a document on the computer, and I, I even had some illustrations for it. I had an illustration of this point in the sidewalk where I was walking home from a high school football game. I would have been 12 years old. This would have been 1974. And I was on my way home, and I wanted to be on home, at home to see a TV show called Coal Shack the Night Stalker, which was a television show in the early 70s, and it was perfect for a 12-year-old boy. It had zombies and vampires and stuff, and I loved that show. So I wanted, I knew I wanted to be home before 10 o'clock. So the high school is just a short walk through my neighborhood. There was no issue at all you know, walking to and from the high school. It was close. So on the way home, I was passing in front of a friend's house. Now, her name is Cindy. And and it was in in her front yard that the event happened. So I and my friend, another friend, his name is also Mike, were walking home from the high school football game. And at that point in front of Cindy's house, there was a bright orange flash in the sky. Now, there was no flying saucer or UFO or anything. It felt like the sky lit up bright orange for one second, like God flipped a light switch, click, click, turned it on, turned it off. There was no sound, and it was very jarring. And we both, in the moment, my friend Mike kind of said, what just happened? Could it have been lightning, or could it have been an explosion over the horizon? Well, what, what just happened is we're coming to the end of this segment, um, and we'll continue this the next time. We're, we're talking to, with Mike Cleland, uh, author of Messenger, and we're on the XCBN Broadcast Network. Patty Conklin grew up in Brooktondale, New York, with a unique ability. Unlike others, she could see how the vibration of words and emotions affected the physical body. She discovered how to release stored emotion and facilitate healing. This began today's Conklin method of cellular cleansing. The private practice grew with tremendous results, as did her reputation. More and more people sought her out, bringing her into the home for healing. She soon realized she could even teach this to others, and they could shift perception and thus prevent illness from occurring. Patty Conklin quickly became a frequent keynote speaker, and she developed a curriculum for teaching the Conklin method of cellular cleansing. For more information, visit pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N, pattyconklin.com, or call 404-474-0086. That's 404-474-0086. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. 
is formulated from zoolite whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Yeah, I'm, I, who am I? Uh, let me see. I think I know. I'm Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. I'm the host of CC with BB. We're talking with Mike Cleland, author of The Messengers. And we just heard a story about when he was a 12-year-old uh, walking down the street. And uh, the sky turned orange for just a brief little period of time. And a friend of his also noticed it. And he was outside of Cindy's house when it happened. So then what happened, Mike? So um, I walked home. Now, my friend Mike li- lived a little further into the neighborhood, a little farther away from the high school. So um, I walked into my house. I said goodbye to him. And my parents were angry at me. And I was like, I was a little kid. I was like, what are you angry at me for? I said, I'd be home by 930. It's 930. And they pointed to the clock and it was getting close to 1130. I remember the 11 o'clock news was just ending. And I was... You missed your program. I was so bummed out that I missed my program. So there are two things going on. I had the, the wrath of my parents, who were understandably upset that I was out late, and and my own like disappointment at, at missing this cool show that I loved so much. Now, the next Monday in school, I brought this up to a group of friends with Mike sitting right there, and I said, we, something weird happened on Friday night. And he blurted out, yeah, we saw a UFO with lights and everything. Now, I never saw a UFO, and, and that, so that really, I, that was my thought in the moment as a 12-year-old boy. I was like, this is how stories get blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And I've contacted him recently. We, found, we met up again through Facebook just within the last year, and I asked him about that night. He has, he has no memory. The memory he does have is that he remembers that I got in trouble that night for, for coming home late, but he doesn't remember anything about the flash in the sky, which is not unusual given the, this the strangeness of these events. And, I, and so. I, I've, I've had a couple of experiences where I re- distinctly remember someone saying something or doing something, and I bring it up to them, and they have no recollection of it, and it's a clear video in my head. But anyway, go ahead with this, because the coincidence from this is what we want to get to. Good. So that was all written up as a story, and I was going to put it on my blog. And it was about, um, it was in the evening, 
and I was I had typed up the story and all, you know so to, when you put it on a blog you have those settings and you just cut and paste and drop it in place and I had a picture a satellite image of Cindy's house with an X on the sidewalk and 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 I and I I recognized I wasn't brave enough I literally said aloud like I'm a coward I'm not brave I can't do this my hands were above the keyboard ready to click the little button that said post and at that moment I heard an audible ping and it was my email pinging and I just said okay great I'm going I can check my email I can and it was a message from Cindy saying Cindy wants to be my friend on Facebook I had not talked I have not I had not spoken or had any interaction with Cindy since 1974 that okay. was 36 years earlier so the summary of the summary of this is um you had uh, what we'll call a ufo experience age 12 you were trying to be able to write about it but didn't have the courage to do it and then cindy whose house it took place in front of contacted you on facebook how did that coincidence happen mike like what was going on in the in the grand matrix of reality <laughs> that's the question isn't that the question? So I don't have, I can certainly speculate what I think might happen. That's all um, I'm asking. Yeah. So in, a, in an odd way, I kind of picture the world at this point, like there's a, like, how to say this, like a glass table with a chessboard on top, like a really complicated, elaborate chessboard. And some force, I'm going to just call it an intelligence, is, is manipulating the chess pieces on, on, in our reality, setting events in place, perfectly so they have the desired effect now the desired effect for me was like to go ahead and do it in public i i said well this is a sign to be brave and i did yeah, it you got it this the, the chessboard thing the idea of a simulation is getting more and more popular it started with the matrix really getting into general consciousness uh, so you're just you're describing a simulation uh i like uh coincidence earth coincidence control office that uh, John Lilly calls it. Uh, and what he says is that Earth Coincidence Control Office is in charge of the larger impacts of coincidences, but we have most to do with the smaller impacts, the day-to-day -day sort of things. So there's, there's more and more of this coming to the fore of uh, we're living in a simulation, and I see coincidences, not all of them, but ones like this, as clues to how that programming is going in the simulation. So let's 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 go on with uh, your you what you've learned from UFOs because you've gotten a lot of people to send you stories and that's what the messenger your book the messengers has a lot in them stories that you ask us not to get too caught up in in the details but look at the general pattern of them and see what they're telling us and what are what are these stories telling us Mike particularly with the idea that these are contacts from another dimension so if you if you really try to parse it out, there is no physical evidence that these craft are from another planet. There's certainly implications. It's certainly a, a logical deduction, but it's these these events seem to play out with the logic of a leprechaun sighting in Ireland or a or a Virgin Mary sighting in Spain, or um, you know a spirit animal sighting in a Indian reservation in South Dakota. Like they, they have a sort of dream logic connected to them. And, you know, as some researchers soon realize, what happens is you, you look at these events and they are playing out 
if it was if it was scientists from another planet coming here to visit us, there wouldn't be the high strangeness that is associated with these experiences. So it, in a way, the you know we live in a in a in a time where you know leprechauns and fairies and uh, angelic apparitions simply don't have the same meaning that they would have once in our in our folklore in our mythology. So. One way to frame this is that the UFO occupants and the flying saucer is simply uh, 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 the, the same core phenomena that has been following humanity all throughout human history, yet dressed up in a shiny new costume. That's really cool. That's really cool. And, and that's a, that's, that's, that, that avenue of thought within the UFO research community is not outrageous. People sort of adhere to that. There's what's called the ETH, the extraterrestrial hypothesis. That implies that these craft come from another planet. And when you study the, 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 the actual cases, it very quickly crumbles. Like there is no way that... So here's one thing that happens. And, and this is right in the... This is noticed by mainstream researchers. People who have a close-up UFO sighting will often have psychic experiences. I talked yeah. to one, one woman who uh, <clears throat> uh, had a close-up sighting, very similar to mine. It was like an orange orb. It was this bright iridescent orange color thing. It floated up to them. Um, and she had had an owl sighting just before that. We can get into that too. Um, so she had an owl sighting that led her to take a walk. She was going to go down a path. And, the, and an owl swooped in front of her. And she said, ooh, I can't go down this path. It felt like I was told not to go down this path because an owl crossed the path, and she felt like it was this, this ominous warning not to go down the path. So instead, she climbed a hill, a nearby hilltop. This was in England, and it looked over the lovely English countryside. And the sun was setting, and a, and a orange giant craft orb. It was not a physical object. It did not look like a metal spaceship. It was a floating orange orb that changed shape. It stretched out like a long cigar. It shrunk down to a tiny ball and then it and then it vanished instantly. She was very upset. And she said she went to the pub afterwards and she said she could read the minds of everyone in the pub and it terrified her. It was not it was not and that that psychic experience slowly tapered over over yeah. um, a few days. Now that sounds crazy, but this is no, exactly no, no. It's not. It's not, cra it's not crazy. Um, uh, how, I, I, I'm trying to imagine how it happens. Um, once you get into that other consciousness, which uh, the UFOs represent, it's an expanded consciousness where the personal capacities of each of us can be expanded at least for a while. And coincidences are ways sometimes of showing us that we have psychic abilities. And this was another way to tap into that potential for, of this woman. And, and having this experience, how, how how does a UFO contact increase psychic capacities at least temporarily? That's an, I can I can only speculate. And if I was a science fiction writer, I mean, basically, she got zapped with a psychic enhancer. That's as good that's as good as I can uh, say. Yeah. Okay. That that gets to to another question. Why would why would the the UFO want to zap her with a psychic enhancer. This is speculation. You don't. Yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. This woman is. This is her name is. Um, uh, Doesn't Maria, matter. And she's been open about this story, and she is doing crop circle research and ancient um, uh, megalithic site research all across Europe. So she's she's at the cutting edge of some very fringe 
What's her name again? Maria Wheatley. Maria Wheatley was already on the edge. So You're this kidding. was. Is that what you mean? No, no, she, that. Oh, she was already. Oh, I thought the, the like a show called The Edge. Um, no. No. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so she was. She was on the. She, yes. She was on the track already. She was already. Okay. Doing. So she. So this was uh, giving her an idea that she could advance in a different direction. And she did. And she did. Yeah. She. 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 Um. She was. She also does tarot readings and things like that. So. Oh, was it afterwards that she did the crop circles? I, I think it was at the same time. So she was already immersed or, in the crops. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. As was about. her father. She, she comes from a family of. of okay, thousands. we're getting we're getting to the end of this segment, and the question is going to keep coming up: is why any particular person becomes a, a, a contactee for a UFO? Uh, and I, I'm I, I'm going to leave that question for our our next segment, but I I think some of it is for people to be who are already prepared, but there's probably other reasons for it too. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We're on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We are talking with Mike Cleland, who is the author of The Messengers. audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404-474-0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404-474-0086.
Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. CC with BB. Mike Cleland is our guest today, and we're talking about UFOs as as visitors, we could say, from uh, different dimensions. But my first question uh, from our last segment is, Mike, is how do how do you think? And this is all speculation, is but how do you think um, pe- different people are selected? Because I have not been visited by a UFO that I can recognize. Um, but I'm doing some other things. So why why you and why uh, the woman you just mentioned? Why others? Well, so I'm going to give a model that I like and a okay. framework that fits. That things fit together very tidy if you, if you follow this model. Um, the people who have had these contact experiences, like I, when I talk to people, I, I have a pen paper near my desk and I write Reiki. Just write, just write Reiki, like Reiki therapy on the pen, on the page. And I just wait for them to tell me. They'll say, oh, like, what do you do? What's, what's your do in your life? And they'll often say, it's not 100%, but it's enough that it's a very clear pattern. They'll say, oh, I'm a Reiki therapist. I'm a Reiki master. I teach Reiki. Or if they don't do Reiki, they do some other sort of healing work. And this is, so it, so my thoughts on this is that there is some energy there's some intelligence outside the boundaries of our reality that's kind of, let's say, scanning the, the collective and seeing what we need. Now, in ancient times, or in presently, in all kinds of places in the country where, where, or in the planet where, um, I, want, I don't want to use the term primitive, but um, non-Westernized cultures, uh, there's a shaman in every village, right? So somehow the shaman is selected. Now, this has been well documented. Um, Joseph Campbell wrote a lot about this, that the shaman, no one chooses to be a shaman. They don't raise their hand and say, I will be a shaman. There's events that take place within the tribe that point to the next shaman. So it's usually a boy. And the boy will often have a psych, excuse me, a boy or girl, but the child will often have some sort of psychotic breakdown as a child. And that will be the clue to the elders in the in the tribe that this will be the next shaman. And there's an initiation rite that is somewhat brutal in some cultures, like a death and rebirth initiation, uh, symbolically or, or. So, why I'm, shamans? I'm, I, I find uh, this reminds me that when I was a first year resident uh, in psychiatry, um, I was I was given a psychotic di- um, diagnosis uh, by some of my colleagues. It wasn't enough to have to be hospitalized, but I was playing with ideas that they thought were psychotics, uh, astrology, tarot cards, and uh, stuff like that. Um, 
So it's, it, I had a mild version of something like that. And so, so did I. And so did I. As a young boy, I, um, as it, I went through severe clinical depression. Yeah. So now you, you look at the, what the people who are reporting these, not 100%, but enough that there's a clap pattern. They're not, some of them are outright shamans. Like they are shamans. They have followed a shamanic path. Um, and they are now, there's also, you can take a couple steps back. Shaman has kind of a, is a tough thing to give a definition to. But you can say that there are certain practices that could be shaman-like, right? So Reiki therapy, helping someone using hands-on healing. Um, people with clairvoyant uh, powers giving readings. Uh, tarot readers. Uh, I, you know, I, one, one fellow is a nurse on a, in a hospital. And that I've, and then I kind of, I have to say, yes, this is like, he's working in the healing arts. So I would, I would cautiously speculate that there is a force in place that recognizes that we need a different modality of healing in our culture. Uh, yes, there's a, there's, it's wonderful. If you, if you break your leg, you want to go to the hospital, but if you're having a, uh, a crisis of spirit, you need you need you need more tools than what our present society can maybe offer. So it feels like there that there's this force planting the seeds to create shamans. And and I have talked. There's many people who have gone down this avenue too. This is not an original idea on my own. That um, and that the UFO contact experience is a symbolic event that mirrors the shamanic initiation that would have taken place in a primitive village. We no longer live in a primitive village. We don't have the elders that can take, that can indoctrinate the, the next shaman. We have a highly symbolic event, the UFO contact experience, that, that is in essence doing the same thing. Traumatizing, I would actually say traumatizing the individual to change and, and basically die and be reborn. It seems like this trauma business is important for transformation. I, it's just, you, you got to go through some problems, difficulties to be able to expand. I, I wish it wasn't that way, but, but even the old Greeks, uh, Aeschylus, for example, say it was learning through suffering. Wisdom comes through uh, pain. Uh, and it's it seems to be part of the human condition. You go through it and something comes out the other end and your mind is expanded. So you, so that's. I think that's a really nice uh, hypothesis that you've got there. Why don't you tell us something more about your you with owls and synchronicity and UFOs? So I had an experience in 2006 where I saw a lot of owls camping. I was went out for two nights, two different nights in one week with the same young woman, and we saw three owls. The three owls appeared, I'm going to say magically, I'm just going to use that term, appeared magically just and hung out with us at sunset. To have it happen once was pretty cool. To have it happen twice within four days kind of was was challenging. Now, I will say, which I did not say then, I'm saying it now since I've written the book and everything, when I saw those owls, there was a voice in my head that said, this has something to do with the UFOs, right? So we're we're camping. It's a pretty spot in the mountains and out in Wyoming, Grand Teton National Park. And owls were like landing at our feet and staring up at us. And I had a 
I'm going to say it, a message. That's the term, that's the title of the book, The Messengers. I had a message from an owl in my head that said, this has something to do with the UFOs. And I, so, I had a guy on the show who had dragonflies doing something like what you're talking about. What another, the, owls, the owls did. Yeah. Oh, hummingbirds, crows, eagles. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, this is a, this is totem animals, spirit animals in other cultures. Now, so what that forced me to do, that was part of the reason I started the blog was that those owl events. That was one of the first stories I told, this this camping story, which is a little more elaborate than I sort of So what happened, so I started I started seeing owls. When I so what it did, I saw owls, it made me look into my own UFO experiences. And that's part of the reason I was writing them up and putting and eventually putting them on the blog. And what it did, it unleashed a flood of of synchronistic events with owls sometimes not real owls sometimes they were you know owl lunch boxes or owl t-shirts or something like that would, would show up at a prescient moment when talking about owls now i i feel like i went a little bit insane between about 2006 and 2011 and and because i got so obsessed so i was asking people with ufo contact experiences have you ever had any odd experiences with owls and it wasn't 100 percent, but it was enough that there was a very clear pattern and people started sharing the strangest stories here's the this is common fellow camping at night he's with his buddy they're looking they've got a campfire going they're in the desert they look up at a tall cactus looming above their campsite and there's an owl sitting on top of this camp uh, cactus and it scares them they're both like have a very the owl, owls have an ominous vibe the owl flies off and seconds later triangle craft zips slowly above their their campsite and hugs the terrain in this very unusual way i sat with this fellow he 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 struggled to try to describe the strangeness of the movements of this craft on the simplest level that's that's the kind of story i'm getting over and over again at a deeper level oftentimes these owl sightings are connected with psychic events or or what feels like telepathy and um, and I I would say that the owl in is a totem animal that implies a challenge. There's many ways to look at it. And there's lots of literature. If you boil it all down, the owl presents the observer. If it's seen in highly charged, you know, like in the, in the context of a UFO, a uh, highly charged human event like that, um, it implies a challenge to the observer. And I have many stories that don't have to do with anything to do with UFOs, but um, the five things that show up in my research have been obviously UFOs and owls, meditation. People meditate and open their eyes and see owls. I've got a lot of stories of that. Um, death, owls and death. Owls are symbolic of death in many cultures. So oftentimes people will see an owl after a loved one passes. I have a lot of powerful stories about that. And they'll, and it's a very reassuring thing. It often, the owl will alleviate grieving in many cases. Um, the owls in shamanic initiation, which we talked about a little bit, people going through a shamanic initiation will see owls, and then um, psychedelic trips, most mostly mushrooms. I haven't heard too many connected to like something like a powerful drug like DMT or ayahuasca, but I have certainly heard a lot of stories of owls and mushrooms, people taking mushrooms in a ceremonial setting and no, having owl experiences. We're coming to the end of this segment, Mike. Um, it's it's so curious to me that you, Mike Cleland, uh, are attracting all these owl stories. 
because I've had plenty of people telling me stories on this show of connections with octopus. I told you about the dragonflies. I've had a couple with just houseflies. Um, and I've had I've had connection with with trees, and uh, some other people have connection with with trees, certain trees and certain plants. You you are, from my experience, uh, inundated with owls. And in the next segment, I'm going to ask what it is about you that makes the owl so prevalent. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. We are talking with Mike Cleland, author of The Messengers. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxone, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. 
Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back to CC with BB, our fourth segment. We are dealing with UFOs, talking about owls, and we're talking with Mike Cleland. And my question for Mike is this kind of um, vortex that your mind seems to be, a vortex uh, magnet for owls and UFOs. Uh, how come it's you? What's with you and the owls and the UFOs? Isn't that the question? Yes, isn't that the question? So uh, I, I st have struggled with this, and I have, you know, so if I've written three books, right? So, and all of them have to do with my own experiences, owls and UFOs. Um, there's a lot of other stories in those books too, like other people's experiences. But if you stack those three books on top of each other, it's about a thousand pages. It's one thousand and seven pages of owls and UFOs. So, like, I am still absolutely dumped why me now um so the I, if the owl is symbolic of something or let's uh, let's let's oh, leave the let's leave the question as you don't know it's just it's just the way it is and probably the reason for it is just what we're doing is that you are the representative of a particular connection um, that is between owls and UFOs. So you are you are representing to anybody who will listen and who will read uh, that connection. And you can tell us about owls, but I would like you to include synchronicity in this and what you're telling me about with because you have a triad of synchronicity, owls, and UFOs. I am at the point now where I see those essentially as as all the same thing. Owls, synchronicities, and UFOs. Like, I treat them, I weight them the same. So if someone tells me a powerful UFO story, like, I, that's a transformational experience for the person. If someone tells me a powerful synchronicity, that's a transformation for the person. Here, I'll, I'll share, a, this has nothing to do with UFOs, but it has everything to do with the research I'm doing. Um, this is one that I can tell pretty quick. Some of the stories are so long, and they're like, it's like trying to describe a fable or a dream. 
But there was a young woman. She was a teenager. Let me interrupt just for a minute. I'm, I have uh, uh, some suggestions about how to tell synchronicity stories because people add a lot more detail than is necessary because they enjoy the detail because it reminds them of the experience. But for the listener, it's important to pare away some of those details and just get to the essence. So please tell us this one that you can tell us in a short period of time. And that was, I, to put it in a book, I had to tear away a lot, and it broke uh-huh. my heart to, to tear away so much of some of these powerful stories. Um, woman, she was depressed. She was a teenager. She contacted me at a very important point in my life as my mother was dying, and she was now a happy grandmother. But she told a story of being suicidal as a teenager, and she was driving to a spot in the woods to, to kill herself. She had a hose in the car to take from the tailpipe into the car and a pillow so she could lay down in the back seat and die. And so she was pulling into the spot. She had the spot chosen. So in order to pull into this turnoff in the woods on this road, she had to slow down. At the point she was slowing down, an owl flew up to the windshield, flapped its wings a few times, stared her in the eye, and she made eye contact with this owl. She started crying. She took it as a sign. She turned around and came home. So there's a story where the owl saved her life. And I've got a story in my book connecting with the coincidence of a guy, a teenager, riding out into the woods. Nobody had been there before. Uh, I mean, a woman, a girl, a teenage girl, rather, uh, riding out into the woods doing the same thing. She didn't kill herself, had her father's gun. And rather than an owl showing up, <coughs> her brother showed up. He'd never been there before. He didn't know how he got there or why he went there, but he just felt he had to get there. So there's there's that parallel in those two stories. The the, the, the owl saves her life. What what are your owls and UFOs and synchronicities telling you about what to do about the state of this planet where where we human beings, us sapiens, are, are parasites consuming our host, the Earth? Well, there's very little the owls are actually telling. I think there's personally, people have had a lot of experiences. One more very quick story. A guy meditates. He likes to meditate outside. And before meditating, he was very passionate. He, he, he sort of spoke to the heavens and said, I want to work for the upliftment of humanity. Mm-hmm. Of mankind, and he he said it out loud. He sat down in an open field to meditate, and when he opened his eyes, there was an owl staring at him across <laughs> the field. So, yes. So so my my the simplest definition of what an owl is here to do is an it is an alarm clock. It is here to wake us up and to wake us up that there is a deeper reality that we are we can access and we are we can tap into. Um, a spiritual reality, a a, um, a a deeper reality, and that is so. I'm that is certainly what I'm finding. So I don't I don't have any suggestions on how to help save the earth. That's a very individual process each person comes at. But I will tell you the people who who have um, I would say that the earth could use more shamans. Here I'll put it that way. So that let's say the earth is being seeded with alternative methods of healing, and and people who can guide other people through these other realms. And perhaps that's what I'm doing with these books that focus so much on on this alternate reality, this other reality, this hidden reality that is just beyond us, but
but is that we can that is influencing us at the same time. Ta- I, and I, I take away from that tap into a, a different reality, um, and the question is how tapping into that individual that that different reality that the owls are pointing to uh, can help with what we're doing to the planet. And we don't have an answer to that. I don't expect to have an answer to it, but right now, but we've got to find one. I agree. I agree. And I think it's going to be a, a thousand, a million individual uh, upliftments for humanity. Just as that said, how do you uplift humanity? There's Anyone can do it in a thousand different, you know, a million different ways. And if, and, and so those are perhaps the seeds that are being sowed by, by this mythic force. And that's the story of the, the flying saucers. I mean, the space occupants, if that's what you take them as, say straight up, like, you're, don't be messing with nuclear bombs. You need to correct your your the the your 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 nature is in crisis. You you're, here's what they say. It's boiled down. They say your technology has advanced farther than your spirituality. So, so your spirituality has to catch up. That's a very clear message from thousands of UFO contact reports stated that clearly. That's that's very clear. I had somebody on the program had a horse telepathing to her saying, the earth has had enough, you don't have much time here, which is more of a doomsday thing. Uh, what you're talking about is your is stuff like uh, ideas that your technology is advanced further than your spirituality is a better message. It suggests uh, p- potential ways to think about changing. And you get, the message comes in many different forms. So that, that this talking horse, the telepathic horse, it's a it's a threatening doomsday message. That's very so. What's very common is people arrive on board a flying saucer. If this is what's actually happening, they sit in front of like a three dimensional view screen, and they are shown the Earth basically crumbling, nuclear war, nuclear winter, the nature collapsing, and sometimes even the Earth itself cracking like an egg. Uh, and this is this is absolutely common within these reports what what i'm looking for now since i think there's a growing awareness of the earth cracking like an egg possibility is a is what do we all do about it so what do you when you say spirituality uh we only have two minutes left what do you mean by getting getting more spiritual becoming more spiritual well, I'm certainly a much more spiritual person than I was when I looked into this initially. Like, I was a different person back in 2006 before I saw those owls. I've since changed. That change was traumatic. I, I, I guess just haven't, haven't an awareness. I presently have an awareness that there's something more. So, you know, someone asked me, like, how have I changed? What's different about, about myself since all these experiences? And what I can say is, I feel I now live in a magical universe. I see it as a magical universe. The, 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 you know, my junior high school science teacher, my parents did not prepare me for anything mystical, but that's what I'm experiencing, these mystical events. Could you be, more, I, specific, I wish I had, be, be more specific? Because that's still pretty general. Uh, um, here, I'm, I wish I could come up with a good uh, it's fair. Uh, well, uh, we only have about a minute left, but uh, becoming more spiritual is no longer a good answer. Uh, talking about saying more mystical is no longer a good answer. Um, that, that 
we have to be more explicit to those who have not gotten to this place about helping more people get to a place that I believe you have, have you have you are reaching and continue to go through. Those of us who are seeing the magicality of around have to be able to describe it and and provide ways in which people can experience it. And my way is to help people become more aware of coincidences, which are links to something beyond us. But what's that beyond? You have a hint about it, Mike, and it's very important what you're doing. And now it's time for all of us to say, well, what is it that we're trying to be able to help other people do so the earth doesn't crack like an egg? I have been spending full time. My life is flipped over. I, I write. I collect owl stories that people have had. I publish them. I archive them. I, I try to make sense of the message within these owl stories. And I am putting it out there, and people are responding. Uh, my email inbox uh, we've, is... I'm, so, I'm sorry, we've come to the end of this segment. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Keep it up when you can come up with come up with the message I can understand. I want to see it. We've been talking with Mike Cleland, author of The Messengers. He's got a great message for all of us. This is the XEBN Broadcast Network. <laughs> 